What is up, Daddy Gang? It is your single father, Alex Cooper, with Call Her Daddy. This episode is presented by Sparkling Ice. Turn up summer with Sparkling Ice. They have over 17 anything but subtle flavors, all made with zero sugar and packed with vitamins and antioxidants. Iced tea and lemonade, strawberry watermelon, tropical punch, peach nectarine. Yum. Crank up the flavor. Sparkling Ice. Anything but subtle. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Daddy Gang, I get that there are some things you don't want to share, but bottling everything up inside can truly have some awful consequences. I remember growing up, I guess, honestly, the the truth is I was getting bullied and I was like so embarrassed to tell my family that because at home I was fine, but at school it was tough for me. And I just remember feeling so awful about myself and I kept it to myself and I dealt with it by myself and it literally just caused truly maybe like a decade of trauma. And later in life, now that I've processed it, I'm like, damn, I would have been so much better off if I had just talked to someone about it. It didn't even have to be my parents. Talking helps a lot. And if you want a safe space for that conversation, I recommend therapy. I have had such an incredible relationship and experience with therapy. I was so ready to get better and to better myself and to understand myself more. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, convenient, and flexible. It's easy to get started. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists whenever you need to for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash daddy today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash daddy. This episode is brought to you by Saks.com. Do you ever find yourself looking at your full wardrobe, but still feeling like you got nothing to wear. Well, gather around, Daddy Gang, Saks.com. You're going to find instant inspiration for that date night, for that impromptu vacation, okay? Maybe you need a new dress because one of your friends is getting married soon, okay? So if you're looking for a new style or want to build a better relationship with your closet, then head to Saks.com to shop for everything on your agenda. Well, top of the fucking morning to you, daddy gang. It is your founding father, Alex Cooper. Back on it, I got For another episode of Call Her Daddy. I am still in London. <laughs> Hello. Welcome back to the show. I've officially lost my mind. Um, yeah, I'm still here. <laughs> I actually, um, I haven't moved. In fact, I'm sitting in the same fucking location in the bed with the microphone. I haven't showered in a fucking week. Listen, it's the craziest thing. I love to report it. I'm still in London, bitches. You're all like, I didn't know it was an option to fucking leave. Technically, my quarantine ended on Monday, so the country's still in lockdown, but I technically could, like, leave the apartment and, like, go to, I don't know, the fucking airport. But it's the craziest thing, daddy gang. I'm still here. And to give you an idea of where my mental health is at, last week I told you guys that I had been ghosting my therapist for three weeks and counting okay (laughs) she makes me pay the weeks that she knows I'm ghosting her because she knows I'm being unhealthy so she tries to be like no you have to pay so just show up and I'm like no you take the money and I don't want to see you so finally things turned around 
And last week, I put on my big girl pants and I made the executive decision to unghost my therapist and show up to my therapy session. I mean, the health. You're all like, no, no, you ghost it. It doesn't matter. I showed up, okay? So there I was. I'll never forget it. It was a brisk morning, cocktail in one hand, therapy on Zoom in the other. I'm just kidding. I would never booze before therapy. Whatever gets you through the day. So the scene is set. Cue my 50-minute therapy session. Hello, therapist woman, said I. She looked at me a little sideways and she said, Alex, where are you? (laughs) Took a minute, collected my thoughts, clenched my asshole, and I said, hey girl, (laughs) hey girl, hey. I was like, hello, hello. Oh my God, it's the craziest thing. I'm in London. She's like, I'm sorry, back. I'm like, I can't really hear you. Connection's not great. She's like, okay, dope. So you're having a full-blown quarter-life crisis. I'm like, how'd you know? Fuck. (laughs) Fuck. You really hate to see it, daddy gang. You really hate to fucking see it. You never want to let your therapist down. Then she proceeded to look at me and ask me the one question you never want to hear from your therapist. She looks at me and she goes, Alex, are you okay? (laughs) Literally just like that. Now, I wanted her to fucking play some WAP and be like, yeah, bitch, we're in London. What dick are we on tonight? But of course, she's my therapist. So she's like, are you okay? And I looked at her in the face. I said, you know what? I don't know. That's why I fucking didn't ghost you this week, you stupid bitch. That's why I got on the Zoom. You tell me, am I okay? I'm just kidding. Honestly, I'm not kidding. It's so fucked. So we had a long conversation. And essentially, she asked me, why are you there? How is it going? And are you happy? And I said, I don't know. I don't know. And I don't know. She's like, oh, well, that's fucking great. Daddy gang, in that moment, I realized in therapy, oh, shit. I guess I haven't really taken a minute to self-reflect on how this quarantine with this man is going for me. And also, why did I really put myself in this situation? I think last week I was like, for dick and just because we want to avoid the parents' basement. But I think there's something deeper and darker. And I think that's what my therapist was getting at. So she gave me a task and she told me next session, which will be when I upload this episode on this Wednesday, have those answers for me. Think through it. So naturally, I'm going to do it right here on this podcast. Um, Dialing it all the way back to being a tiny bit immature, but it is my life. Number one is I'm completely out of my comfort zone right now being in quarantine with this man under one roof the games don't work oh i'm gonna leave him on red or oh i'm gonna ghost him i can't do that when i'm under one fucking roof with a man in quarantine he's right there what am i gonna do run into the second bedroom and lock the door he's gonna be like alex are you okay i'm like leave me alone like it doesn't work So the technology that I've used in the past to fuck with men, not even fuck with men, just finesse my way through life and just not have to fully deal with them for a 24-hour fucking period, no longer holds true. I am in full-blown hell. (laughs) You're all like, oh, fuck. So when I realized that, I'm like, hey, I can... I technically could ramp up the fucking crazy and do some weird shit in person and like freak him the fuck out and have an exorcism before his fucking eyes. But that's boring. We know how to be toxic. So I realized, why don't I use this time for something else? (laughs) You guys know where I'm going with this. Why don't I use this as a time to practice something that 
I'm not familiar with and maybe is not my strong suit. Maybe I should play house. Maybe I should work on stability and companionship and friendship and commingling. Why don't I put myself through a relationship boot camp? Can she even do it? Can she be not toxic till Thanksgiving? And so I'm trying and I don't think I'm awful at it. I've made him a couple drinks. I shower. I'm being kind to him. I'm compromising. We watched golf. We watched The Queen's Gambit. Go watch it on Netflix. It's a new good series. Um, I'm realizing I'm not awful to live with. And I mean, he's been great. He, I think he's more of like a relationship guy. Like he knows how to do this. He wakes me up. He gets me coffee. He brings me breakfast in bed. He's not awful. He's actually quite charming. The one disgusting thing and disturbing thing he's done is quite frequently he'll ask, oh, do you want any help with your podcast? Like, do you want me to listen before you upload it? And I'm like, please stay six feet away, social distance, and go fuck yourself, buddy. Okay? <laughs> okay, like, but he's honestly being nice. He's very nice guy. Very hot, very sexual, loving all the things. I need to chill. But here's the psyche part of it all. Why is it going well? Why am I not freaking the fuck out? Here's what I came to the conclusion of. It's not freaking me the fuck out. Because we're not in a relationship. No, this is maybe this isn't the healthiest, but knowing I can leave at any moment and knowing that I never have to see this man again if I don't want to, I can get on that plane next week and never see him again. Or it could go great and I could continue to see him. The point is, there's no pressure. That helps me not feel suffocated knowing that in the back of my mind. Because essentially, it also helps that I put the carpet before the horse. <laughs> I put the cart. That, that's not. That's not the saying. I heard my mom say that the other day. Put the carpet. Put the carpet. Put the cart. Put the cart. <laughs> you put the cart before the horse, which means you live together before you're in a relationship. That's what I'm doing. I'm living with someone before I'm even in a relationship with them. Test the waters, bitch. <laughs> Listen. In all seriousness. <sighs> Here's the thesis. Here it fucking comes, folks. Get your fucking notepads out. Someone please write this down and DM it to me. I'm realizing this is about to be what I'm going to tell my therapist. Why would I feel uncomfortable being here? For some reason, I've always equated companionship and living with someone and being in a relationship to having to compromise my independence and to give away some of that. And I think that so far... I'm happy because it seems like the complete opposite. Having been in quarantine with this man, I feel like I'm running my life the same way. I'm sitting here, I'm doing my podcast, I'm getting meetings done, I'm doing Zoom calls, and I'm basically going about my life how I would be doing it if I was in quarantine in LA or in New York. So I think that what I thought wasn't possible is seeming to me to be possible. You can have companionship. And you can also have complete autonomy and independence in your life. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh my God. <laughs> Alex Cooper coming in for the Call Her Daddy fucking podcast this week. Autonomy, carpet before the horse, independence, and companionship. Hello? You're all like, we've lost you. But do you guys get what I'm fucking saying? Basically, guys, maybe this isn't relatable to every single person listening to this podcast, but anyone that's listening that you are an independent person and you like to be on your own and you like your alone time, sometimes any type of relation to us, even if it's a friendship or someone you're going to live with, whatever it is, sometimes that shit is scary to us because we like to be on our own and have 
have our own shit. Every time I get close to a relationship, I freak the fuck out. I'm like, nope, I feel claustrophobic. Nope, that feels too controlling. Nope, I feel tied down. And it's really like, well, Alex, really <laughs> look through it, you stupid bitch. Are you tied down? Because apparently you can give a part of yourself to someone, but it doesn't mean you lose a part of yourself when you give that part. You're still whole within your fucking self. Hello. I mean, you guys, it, it really is truly like self-help over here. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Something that really grinds my gears is I somehow will find myself just subscribing to things, right? And then all of a sudden, I see I have been paying this subscription service and I don't even use it because I just forgot to cancel it. Rocket Money can help you cancel a subscription that would otherwise be more time-consuming and also you probably forgot about. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so you can grow your savings. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place. And if I see anything I don't want, Rocket Money can help me cancel it with a few taps. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash daddy. That's rocketmoney.com slash daddy. Rocketmoney.com slash daddy. Two years ago, I became pregnant with a baby I desperately wanted. During a routine ultrasound, I learned that the fetus would have a fatal condition and never survive. I had to flee my own state to receive treatment. I think Donald Trump bears an incredible amount of responsibility for these restrictive laws. We need leaders that will protect our rights, and that's Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. I'm Joe Biden, and I approve this message. This episode is brought to you by Curology. If you have particular skincare challenges, it can be really frustrating to waste time and money on products that just are absolutely not formulated for you. That is why I'm so excited to recommend Curology. I have personally struggled with acne my whole life. And I'll look at someone on YouTube or TikTok or Instagram and be like, should I buy those products? No, I do not have the same skin as them. So I should not be treating it the same. Curology's personalized prescriptions are formulated to treat your individual skin needs from acne to the earliest signs of aging. All you have to do is go online take a quick quiz, and you will be connected to a licensed dermatology provider that will create a custom formula based on your skincare needs. If you're ready to start your skincare journey and start seeing results, here is a special offer just for you. Visit Curology.com slash call her daddy for a special offer. That's Curology, C-U-R-O-L-O-G-Y.com slash call her daddy. Offer applies only to your first box, subject to consultation, new subscribers only, subscription required. All right, daddy gang. I feel like every week, in a strange way, this is like a second therapy session for me. I get to double dip because I feel like talking things out almost helps me, and hopefully by me talking my situations out, it helps you. Not that I'm saying that every single person listening to this podcast is going through exactly what I'm going through. Because if you had asked me a year ago to come to this conclusion that I just came to earlier, I would not have come to the same conclusion as I am now. I would have been like, suck the dick, fuck him, go meet another man in London, quarantine with five men, return to the fucking States. Like, I, I was in a different place. So 
The point is, is everyone in the daddy gang is different. That's what makes us the fucking daddy gang. We all have different views on things and we pull and we take from others fucking experiences. That's why I read questions of the week. That's why I have different guests on. Speaking of guests and having guests on, what a fucking transition. Daddy gang, I produce and I write this show every week. Shocking some, I know. Well, go fuck yourselves. It's the truth. And I make a decision every week. Who do I want to have on the show? Who will come on and be able to entertain the daddy gang and make the daddy gang's Wednesday smell like good old fucking morning dick in the best way? However, I also am a goddamn woman of the fucking people. And I've heard you guys and you guys have wanted a daddy gang member to come on the show. You've wanted one of our own. And I have heard you. And I also, too, have wanted the same. So, without further ado, this week's episode is going to feature a daddy gang member. A daddy gang member who has extremely different views than me. We date differently, we fuck differently, we suck dick differently, and yet we're both fucking daddy gang. Through and through, we're fucking daddy gang. So, let's get fucking into it. I couldn't help myself. Occasionally throughout the episode, I'm going to pause the interview and make a couple comments about what I was thinking in that moment because a lot of the topics that this guest brings up are tactically very different than what I do and how I date. And that hopefully is going to be a huge relatable factor for a lot of people listening. We don't all have the same dating styles and we fucking love it. So, motherfuckers get ready to hear from one of our very own the first ever daddy gang member to sit down and do a call her daddy episode with me it was a fucking pleasure introducing katie florence hi welcome what's going on guys oh my god daddy gang member on the show how are you feeling right now i'm feeling great i'm so fucking excited you're excited. i'm ready to get into it okay good so katie basically this is how i found katie i was on the internet just doing my thing on instagram and then i came across a video that you made that was sort of on brand with call her daddy mm-hmm. and she makes these amazingly funny videos of you put together all different types of personalities of a girl mm-hmm. so like your heart your emotions your logic the red flag side and she makes these little skits about basically dating and so when i watched these i was like wait this girl definitely has a story to be told and when i found oh, out yeah. you were daddy gang i was like get oh, the yeah. fuck get the fuck here and you live in florida yes i live in florida yes um, tell us uh, about yourself uh, god so i'm 24 years old i graduated from the university of central florida with my psychology oh degree. we love mm-hmm. this we love psych this. major so yes. it definitely helped when making the videos and it helped me be very self-aware um so my videos are called the council and i started on tiktok during quarantine Ooh. actually dude that is so fucking wild that you literally just started this because of quarantine yeah what were you doing prior to quarantine I was a substitute teacher. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. yeah. So you were being a teacher. What did you want to do mm-hmm. with your life, though, while you're being a substitute teacher? Well, I am a registered behavior technician, so okay. I work with children who have autism. Amazing. And then I was going to work towards being an ABA, but you need, um, like, a lot more schooling. So I was, right. like, slowly but surely working towards that, and that was going to be, like, the end goal. But now, like, I'm having so much more fun doing this. Like, obviously, I still love it. Right. But... I think this is like what I was like kind of meant to do because I'm having so much fun doing it. Dude, that gives me chills because the fact that you can look at Corona and quarantine and you used it 
as a way to do something you've never even thought you would be doing. But I can like we can dive more into that because you were a very big part of that, actually. Wait, what? Yeah. So people always ask me, like, how did the council start? And I always leave one part out of the story because I'm like, the only time I'm telling this one part is when I'm in front of Alex Cooper. Telling what? It to her directly. Wait, yes. also, I have never heard this story. I'll <laughs> yes. mind you guys. So I, I have no idea what she's about to say. To waiting me. for this moment. So I remember I got ghosted on New Year's Eve, right, from a guy that I really liked. And I was heartbroken new year's eve new year's eve like oh. the worst holiday to go someone ever because oh. that's like the one holiday where you don't spend with your family right you you're, you you're, want supposed to, kiss, you're right. supposed to fuck someone and, at midnight and also it's like you pre-plan like that's the one day of yeah. the year that you're like you have the plans like mm-hmm. you're gearing up for it you get your dress mm-hmm. your makeup and then you get ghosted mm-hmm. oh my god katie it was it was horrible so we're i was here for you <laughs> i was ghosted and uh new year's eve and new year's day i spent the whole day crying just completely heartbroken and i looked in the mirror and i saw like how ugly i looked and I made myself laugh from making a joke. And I just was kind of like joking about the guy. Like right. whatever. He ain't shit anyways. And I just like made myself laugh. And then I was like, you know what? I don't know how I'm going to do it. But I'm going to talk about my relationships. And I'm going to make people laugh from them. My first idea was a sex podcast. Stop. And so I was like, no one has a sex podcast oh. out. Like there's no female who talks about sex explicitly. Right. And I was like ready to dive into it. I was like, oh my God, I know what it's going to be called. This is going to be great. It's going to be life changing. Right? right. I was telling a guy friend about it. And he goes... Let's call her daddy. And I was like, I'm sorry, call her what? You're like, like huh? You're like, what? <laughs> never heard of it. And so he was like, listen to it. I think you'll really like it. I listened to the first five minutes and I was like, there's no fucking way. I'm coming out with a podcast. I'm not even going to try no! to compete with this bitch. No! I was like, there's no way. Like, this is golden and I'm not even going to try to touch it. Stop. But I was listening to your podcast one day on a road trip and then I turned it off and I sat like in silence and it really helped me kind of think about my relationships and kind of break it down and then that's when the council came to be because I wanted to make a video about how I always ignore red flags and I was like why am I ignoring red flags and then that's when all the characters came out I just got chilled from that (laughs) okay I'm gonna chime in here for five seconds please don't hate me um I hope to anyone listening, if you were looking for a sign or fucking inspiration or anything, there it is, guys. The fact that Katie is sitting here saying she was a substitute teacher. She thought she had her entire fucking life figured out. And then quarantine hits and she pivots. She has the audacity, the goddamn balls, the biggest balls to just be like, you know what? I'm going to try and pivot and I'm going to go into a complete new career field. She goes for it. She finds inspiration. She goes for it. And then all of a sudden now she's going off in a complete different direction with her fucking life. Anybody listening to this podcast, I hope you can use your fellow daddy gang member, Katie, as a sign. Take her as inspiration. If you're sitting wherever the fuck you are in the world right now and you're like, I hate my job. I have this passion, but I don't know if I can make money. I don't know if I can do it. Do it. Literally fucking do it. Use Katie as a sign. She's a fucking baller. She's going for it. So whatever it is for you that you're passionate about, maybe it isn't social media. Maybe it's something else. Do it. I mean... I don't know. I just thought that was really fucking cool. And I love how she shared that with me. So I love you, daddies. But really, that is what the daddy gang is about. Anything is fucking possible. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm fucking done. Now we're about to talk about how Katie, of course, because she's fucking daddy gang. Katie also, in fact, labels the men that she fucks and gives them nicknames. So the guy who ghosted me, he actually, I 
gave him a nickname. His nickname is Mr. Big. No, he's, he's your Mr. He's Big. He's my Mr. Big. He I came love back. how you have names for your guys. Oh, and like yeah. over here, like Slim Shady, the Canadian, <laughs> Mr. Sexy Zoom Man. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. So he came back. So he came back. He's back around, still being toxic. No, <laughs> still no. Still fucking wait, me over. Wait, wait. Okay, hold on. So you have this man. He mm-hmm. goes to you on New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. Then how long later did he come back in the picture? Oh God, maybe a month later. <gasps> a month later. He slides in. He slides in. What the fuck does that motherfucker even say? Did he even give an excuse? Oh, sorry. I've just been really busy. What's up? Uh, Oh. Okay. You were in New Year's Eve. I'm so confused because we spent Thanksgiving and (gasps) Christmas Eve together. No. But New Year's Eve, you were busy. You spent Christmas Eve together? I was shopping. I was helping him shop for his family. (gasps) So you know how heartbroken. You know I was heartbroken when this happened. So, of course, when he came back, I was like... Fuck. It's fine. Yeah, you're busy. Come on, yeah, yeah, come back. Fine, you're busy, but fuck you, but fuck you. Yeah. Okay. Here's where I fucked up. Okay. I was ghosted a second time. No! <laughs> no! Katie! No, no, no. Ghost- okay, so, wait. So mm-hmm. he comes back in a month later mm-hmm. after he ditches you on New Year's Eve. Yeah. You start hanging out again. Mm-hmm. Then where is the next ghost? I'm so sorry. Probably like two weeks later. It was it was real quick. It was like two weeks, but we had like spent like it had kind of like we went back into our groove so you were like things. almost hang out every day talking exactly. every day you're mm-hmm. back into it and then mm-hmm. two weeks later he fucking two weeks goes later you. he's like bye no, again. wait how does he go through that time <laughs> oh it was just like it was just communication just stopped and i was like i don't even care i <laughs> the amount of times every i think every guy is like ghosted me stop every guy yeah. why do you think that is I get very clingy. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm like, okay. okay, so I'm daddy gang, but I'm a fraud. Oh. Like, listening to it. <laughs> Wait, but at least you can own it. No, I fucking I, love I'll it. I'll admit it. I'm speaking, okay, so I'm here on this podcast to speak for all the people who have no idea what they're doing during sex. I love it. And are just no idea what they're doing during relationships. Like, you're just a fraud listening no, to this. But no. you're trying to gain that confidence, but you, you just, you don't have it. I <laughs> so I'm here speaking for them. <laughs> I love that you're saying that because mm-hmm. there are so many times where, like, I feel like I've read people's messages to me being like, I'm loving mm-hmm. everything I'm hearing. Great idea, Alex. However, I double texted him mm-hmm. and I'm in his bed right now. Mm-hmm. And I want everyone to also know because I know that I'm like coming from a place of like being the father and I'm telling you everything. I've also played myself at times and I've gotten oh, yeah. ghosted. But I love that you're here saying like, listen, I love the daddy gang, but I'm also a fraud sometimes. Yeah. Aren't we all? Oh, no, we Aren't are. Aren't we all? Okay. <laughs> I just want to double check that there's no one it's me again. Sorry. Hi. I just want to double check. I don't want anyone giving Katie shit for being how open she just was. I want to do slow claps, slow clicks for fucking Katie. It is not fucking easy to come on this podcast and say, oh, I've been ghosted not once, but twice in a row by a fuckboy who ditched me on New Year's Eve. Yes, she was weak for that dick, but we have all fucking been there. Are you kidding me? I have fucking been there. The dick's too good. The toxic dick, even fucking better. So before anyone goes and judges our beloved daddy gang and is like, wow, she's not even fucking daddy gang, think back to your fucking self, Gertrude. Where the fuck were you the last time you were a simp for fucking dick? Mm-hmm. Even the men out there, you've been a fucking bitch for some pussy. Let's play a quick game. Everybody, hopefully you're all listening with your friends or if you're by yourself doing your fucking head. Everybody take a minute. Who is the toxic dick that gets you so good, so wrapped, you would answer him after two ghostings? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. It comes, it comes right to mine. It goes right in there. 
You got it? Okay, locate it and fucking hold it. Mine, when I was in college, was so disturbing. So truly, so so truly pathetic. I would have dropped anything for that man. I could have been at my fucking grandma's funeral. He calls me. I'm like, I will come lick your asshole. That, and it's sad. No, that's like fucked up sad. No, true. Okay, true. He texts you. You're on your way. You're speeding down the fucking freeway, bitches. Okay, the Red Sox player that I used to fuck when I was in college, I would have licked that man's fucking asshole like a fucking bidet. Clean it right up. Slurp that shit right to the back of my throat. Because, baby, I want those goddamn fucking tickets to your game. I want my college friend. I want the whole crew. I want the drinks. I want the lifestyle. Okay, so locate yours. And this is the thing. And this is what I fucking ask Katie. We all have that one dude. We all have that one girl that we're a simp for. But usually that toxic dick, there's some type of specific secret sauce lathered on that one really toxic dick that makes you put up with that semi-soul crushing humiliation 24-7. Okay? Like I just said, I wanted the lifestyle. So I asked Katie, however, what is it about Mr. Big? Oh, it's not the lifestyle? Oh, it's not? So what is it? And her answer, ladies and gentlemen... I felt it in my fucking soul. I felt it not only in my fucking soul. I felt it in my guts. And every woman is going to feel this one. You know what it is, though? What? He was the first guy to give me an orgasm during <gasps> sex. Walk us That's, down that path. Okay. Wait. So, okay, wait. And how, you're, how old are you? 24. I'm 24. And this was recent? This was recent. So you just had your first orgasm? During recently. sex, yes. <gasps> and I've been having sex for quite some time i started having sex at a very young you're age. like i was out of the womb oh yeah ready to fuck no literally <laughs> wait can i ask you when you lost your virginity sure i was very young i was 15 now 24 years old and you finally had <laughs> your first orgasm finally had my first orgasm and it's a life-changing claps for you life-changing but well i was able to give myself orgasm so okay, i would always okay. you know have good sex and then go home masturbate and then i'm good how sad i know it is sad and i thought that was normal right. for so long. I thought that was normal. And I remember reading somewhere online because everything you read on the internet is true. Right. Of course. Of course. And I read somewhere online that like 70% of women can't have orgasms during sex. So That's I true. thought I was, you know, normal and I wasn't oh. mad when I wasn't having sex. I wasn't even like, or trying to like have an orgasm. you didn't expect it. And according to exactly. Google. Exactly. Which that is a true statistic, like internal penetration kind of, you can't. Fully, exactly. Yeah. There it is. Internal penetration. Yeah. So later on, I found out that most women don't have orgasms through penetration alone. But they're so still having orgasms. in general, right. women don't have orgasms right. during seven. Right. Like, okay. 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 Right. Okay. That makes so sense. So that's where I fucked up. And then once I found that out, once I found a guy who actually took the time to get in positions that was more towards me instead of like trying to please himself that's when everything changed and my standards got a lot higher in the bedroom wow because i realized all these other guys they were just using me as pocket pussies how i say like their personal pocket pussy and what i mean by that is that they weren't even trying to please me they weren't even touching me there was no foreplay you were doing only positions that worked for you and you got off in five minutes Right. You didn't even care about me. You didn't even care. And also because then it goes back to you where you also didn't really expect more until you right. had more. So you right. thought that was normal. Exactly. And then the minute you met a guy mm-hmm. that's like literally fucking you in a position that like is stimulating your clay and right. is making you feel good and he's focusing on you. Right. All of a sudden it, it's crazy because you get out of that like cloud of thinking you're having like great good sex I guess but I just don't come. And then yeah. when you have the one guy that you meet and you actually are coming you're like yeah. Wait a second. Mm-hmm. What was I putting up with before this? Exactly. And so how did you have your first orgasm? Like, what was the position? Like, oh, we were on the couch. Okay. I remember on, exactly. On we were on the couch, and I was on top riding him. Yes. And I remember he was like, "Don't stop," and I was like, "Oh, he must like it." 
he was telling me don't stop because he knew I was enjoying it and he knew that was a position that was going to make me come and that's what I realized and then once I came <gasps> I remember I was so confused I was like what the fuck just happened to my body oh my god and I got up and I looked at him and he looked at me and he goes shit hits different doesn't it oh and you were like I, I what have I been doing for the past how many years of my life no literally <gasps> it, it was life-changing and then he brought me to the bedroom and then we fucked some more and then I came through penetration so now it's wow. a lot easier for me to come other guys can make me come now because i've already broken that barrier right. i know how to work your body yeah so it definitely helped me kind of be more comfortable with actually allowing yourself right. to have an orgasm because a lot of us hold back too <laughs> i'm sorry i had to do it katie fucking came Okay, I'm so drama. I'm sorry, but holly fucking Luya, Daddy gang, another sign. Okay, I just want to quickly chime in. You're like, Alex, please don't. Please shut the fuck up. Every woman listening, please, again, use Katie as a sign. There are so many women every single day in my DMs, and I know it may sound repetitive to the women that come. You're fucking lucky. Shut the fuck up and go take a fucking water break, okay? Every woman that has sex and you do not have orgasms during sex, stop feeling fucking down. I understand. You're at the bottom of the goddamn barrel. You really are. You're so depressed because... When it's just you, when it's just you and your vibrator and your dildo in that arena, and by arena, I mean your goddamn bed, you can come and you can fucking squirt and you can do all that jazzy shit and you dream of doing that one day on a goddamn dick. But let it be heard from our beloved Katie. She wasn't thinking about coming that time. She was just having sex. He kept her going. She was enjoying it. And then she came. If you have not had success coming during sex, have no fear. Katie is here. No, I'm just kidding. Have no fear. Please take your fucking time and stop overthinking about it. Because once you crack that code, the floodgates fucking open. And I'll play you the fucking hallelujah soundtrack when you fucking come. Okay. And now we can cut her some slack. Now we get why Katie is obsessed with Mr. Big. I think we would all be. The man makes her fucking squirt. However. Ever. It's time to get a little deep and call Katie out. Why are you so clingy, Katie? Let's hear it. Tell us about you being clingy. Let's talk about this. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I just like, I get used to a certain, um, what's the word? Routine. Yeah. I get used to a routine. I so if it. I'm with you like a lot and we hang out a lot and we enjoy each other's company, right. I'm going to want that like 24 7 because I'm used to it. Yeah. So once you start pulling away because you know I'm kind of getting like clingy, right. that's when I cling on even more. And it's almost like sometimes people do that because they've been single for so long. I mean, I've been single yeah. for like, like, single single for like almost four years now so when I do meet someone who I feel like they could be my potential new boyfriend I'm so excited for it and I want to do like all these things with them and so I'm trying to like knock it out like let's go to Disney let's do this let's do that like I'm like that type of bitch yes and it scares them because I come on so strong but it's like I've been single for so long like I'm ready to like enjoy life with another person kind of I kind of I really respect you for saying that though because I think a lot of bitches are like I just don't get it and it's like man Mary, you are constantly <laughs> literally sitting on his porch steps waiting for him to come home from work. And you're like, are you ready for dinner? And he's like, we yeah. didn't have plans tonight. You're like, please relax. Like, you're at least being like, I get that when I find someone that I like, I mm-hmm. lean in. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you have a type? Like, do you have, if you look back at the guy, talk. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I feel like I tend to be attracted to kind of the alpha of the room. Yeah. Um, the one who's 
got the most friends, the one who's like getting the most attention in a sense right. of like you can make people laugh. You're kind of the life of the party. But those are the dangerous ones. Yeah, because, because sometimes they, oh, they want that attention so badly and, and they'll they do anything for it. And they tend to be narcissistic. Mm-hmm. And that's where you have to be very, very careful because then it's all about him when you like you like the man in the room being yeah. the alpha. But yeah. if it is all about him and he really leans into that, then mm-hmm. in the relationship, it's going to continue to be all about him. Oh, yeah. That's where it's hard to date a sociopath or like a narcissist. Yeah, I, I think. I wouldn't recommend. I'm pretty sure Mr. Big is a full-blown sociopath. Yeah. Okay. Hi, it's me. Shut up. I just this is quick. I want everyone in the daddy gang to listen the fuck up. Katie is about to describe some fucked mental manipulation from Mr. Big, and when you guys listen to her and the tonality of how she describes how he speaks to her. Please try to hear if this relates to a situation in your life or someone in close to you's life. Okay? Love you guys. This just happened recently. I wouldn't say it's super fucked up, but it was just like, uh, you knew what you were fucking doing. Right. I was like pretty drunk and I was telling him we were talking about like sex and relationships and I was like, I don't know, I'm looking for someone that I can mesh with sexually and also like on a mental level. Like right. I want to be able to like match both things. And he looked at me, he was like, you don't think we have that? Like, mind-fucking me. And I was like, wait. Uh, I didn't know what he wanted me to say. Right. Like, I didn't know how to answer that. So I was like, um, I not really. I don't think we have that. And he was like, Katie, how do you see us? And now I'm really mind-fucked. And I'm like, I'm, I wasn't expecting this at all. And I was like, I mean... I don't know. You'll always have like a special place in my heart. That's where I fucked up. Oh, and he, oh yeah. he's, he's so manipulative. Katie. Yeah, exactly. You don't think we have this? Exactly. Oh, full blown oh, sociopath. Just wait for it. And so I'm like, oh, you know, you'll always like have a place in my heart. But I like at the end of the day, I don't trust you. I don't trust anything you say. But like, I'm not going to lie, put anybody in a room. Like, I'm going to go towards you. And he was like, that's nice. Katie. I see you as a really good friend. I'm going to start bawling my eyes out on my own podcast. All I could do was laugh. Katie, All I could do was you, laugh. You cannot. <laughs> first first rule. You cannot tell a guy. I know. You'll always have a special That's why place I'm a in fraud. my heart. That's why I'm a fraud. Because no. I'm a simp. I'm a simp. No. I'm a full-blown simp. No. but And then to follow it up and be like, you know, I don't trust you at all. Even yeah. though I spend all my time with you. Yeah. I don't trust you at all. Yeah. But he knows if that. we're in a room, I'm going to pick you. Yeah. Because I know I'm going to get dick at the end of the day, too. No, no, there's I better know. dick. There's... Okay. <laughs> hey, it's me again. Um, I, we're all, I know we're all listening to this. I even know Katie. Katie knows. She was saying it, and she was like, I know. We all know. Like, fuck, but we've all fucking been there. How do you get out of it? It's You're so wrapped on that fucking good sauce, on that good toxic dick. Like, how the And you allow crazy shit like this to fucking go down. Again. I commend the shit out of Katie for being so fucking vulnerable and honest and risking people being like, oh, wow, you're such a fucking pushover. But please, I encourage you guys to let her vulnerability be an amazing moment for anyone listening. Like, is this you? Like, chill on that shit for a second. Like, is that you? In your life right now, is a guy or a girl manipulating you currently in your life right this moment and talking to you like this? Like, oh, Katie. Oh, Katie, you're so cute. Like, oh, Alex, like, so cute. That's how the Red Sox player talked to me straight up. Oh, you're so young. Oh, cute. So naive. It's patronizing. And it makes you feel so fucking little. You hear Katie. The way she says, I, I, was, ca- I was so caught off guard. I, I, didn't, I didn't really know what he wanted me to say. 
That's what they do. They want you to be so fucking caught off guard and they want you to feel so little. You know that shitty feeling you get in your stomach when someone makes you feel like that? If you ever fucking have that feeling, if any partner you are with has ever put that pit in your fucking stomach, you need to get the fuck out. Again, easier fucking said than done. But I'm just hoping this podcast can at least get one fucking girl, one fucking guy out of something like this. Because that shit fucking rocks you. That fucking shit brings you down. Your confidence, the way you look at relationships. And I know I'm going on a rant here, but it's like, damn. I thank Katie so fucking much for bringing this story because I'm like, that is some vulnerable shit. And that's not something that a lot of people would admit. Come on the Color Daddy podcast and be like, yeah, this guy, I'm a simp for his fucking dick. He fucks me over. He treats me like shit. And I'm fucking there because I want the dick. Shout out to fucking Katie. Thank God she recognizes it. She's like, listen, I get it. I see it. Some people wouldn't even be able to pinpoint that conversation and even say it was fucked. So, but if you're somewhere listening right now and this feels too close to home, or maybe you're just like, uh, conversation that Alex is playing like it feels weird why does it feel weird is it you sometimes you just can't fucking see it and it gets fucking worse here we go this is so unhealthy I know it is it's extremely unhealthy because does he other than like sex Mm -hmm. like consistently make you feel great about yourself he'll compliment you yeah I get complimented I think um what do you tell me (laughs) Uh, it was one of those, um, oh, I've never, I've never dated a black girl before, but you know, you're like really pretty for, and I stopped him. I said, what? And he was like, you're just, yeah, you're just really pretty. And I was like, yeah, I wish you would have continued that sentence. I get that a lot. Oh, I've never dated a black girl before. You're the first black girl I've ever dated. Why do men think that's something you should say? I don't know. And it's so awkward. It's so uncomfortable. Like, do you want, do you want like a prep manual? Like, yeah, it's, like it's going to be a little darker than you're right, used to. Right, But like nothing's different, <laughs> Nothing's still pink on the inside. Right. Hair might be a little thicker right. down there, it, but it's still the same. It feels the same, bitch. Like it works the same. It's still as, a wop. Wow. Wait, it it's is crazy. a wop. It is a fucking wop. It's a wop. Wait, can you, I think that's amazing mm-hmm. for you to touch on like how that has affected you in dating when men, yeah. have you, do you date a lot of white guys or? I do yeah I do date a lot of white guys it just happens I mean they just right 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 and they're telling you that you're just a pretty black girl how fucked up yeah and what do you usually say to that I usually just don't say anything I don't know how to respond I I think think that's the best response is no response yeah like it's just like I'm just so uncomfortable and like it's almost like they say it like they want a prize for it like oh congrats there was one guy as his dick is in my mouth I'm literally sucking him off he goes oh my god head from a black girl is amazing (gasps) oh As I'm sucking him off. Like, what do you say to that? Like, how about just head from Katie is amazing? Uh, Head from Katie is amazing. Dude. Did we have to go there? Oh. What? In what world? Like, they're psycho. Why the fuck would you say that to me while while your dick is in my mouth? And they probably, I don't know what his thought process was, but you know what I found out that white men have? Tell me. The nerve. The The audacity. (laughs) (laughs) White men have the fucking nerve. They got the fucking nerve. Dude. But. So you just kept, did you just keep sucking it or bite yeah, it I just, off? yeah, I didn't even know what to do. Maybe I just like time, sucked like, it. Maybe next time like bite it a little. Yeah, I should have, man. Is it really I that good? Is it, it really that good? Wow. So have you, crazy. so you've experienced that a lot? Yeah. Like literally every um, white guy that I've dated has said that. And it's just like, I don't, I mean, it, but it's usually just that, like that one sentence. Right. And then they don't like mention it again, but it's just like, you don't know how to respond to that. Like, it's just awkward. So men out there, like 
just don't say that well it's like if you looked at him you're like wow like you're one of the only like white guys that i've ever dated yeah. like what is he supposed to say yeah it's, it's like, like you, me being like you're the smallest dick i've ever been with but whoa! like what should i say like, you, <laughs> yeah yeah no literally like make him feel so insecure do you have any advice to people in a racial dating um i would say it's just the same like right. if anything like just try to get educated like there's certain things like <laughs> i mean some people just like learn about like different cultures and stuff which is right. like very exciting and right. they like have fun with it um i i mean i'm from an interracial couple my right. mom's white my dad's Amazing. black so i just like love that you know so I don't think twice about it. It's just like natural to me. Um, I just, oh, I just don't understand. It. And I think that's amazing for you to say, Katie, because mm-hmm. I'm like men and women. There is no reason for a man to make that comment. So let's just right. Or to like be like scared or like to not know, right. like if we're going to be like different, like right. it's everything's the same. Katie has everything's a vagina and nipple ring. Yeah. Like, like we're good. <laughs> like we're good. It's going to feel the exact same. If not better. Fuck if you. Not better, fuck honey. You. And again, like you said, head from Katie. Yeah. Head from Katie is amazing. How guys. do you think your head game is? Oh, okay. Here's my thing. We're getting better. We're getting worse. What do you think? Mm. What is this noise? It, it really just depends oh. on my mood. There are some days where That's I can like, take it a little deeper than others. Yeah. And there are some days where I'm like, Ugh! and it's just the tip. It's really like, <laughs> <half> <laughs> of the dick is not even like entering your mouth. But I will say this. I am not ashamed to say that I do not swallow. Shit tastes like warm boogers and battery acid. Okay. What? I'm not. <laughs> Warm boogers and battery acid. I have never heard that in my entire fucking life. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, can you... This is fascinating to me. Fascinating. How... How... How do you, like, explain to them what you're about to do? Like, when he's about... Like, how do you... Come on, Alex. Get the fucking statement out. I'm so sorry that I'm acting as though I don't understand the concept of not swallowing cum. I'm like, I'm like, so I don't logistically, how do you, how does one, how do I, I, I apologize, ladies, everyone that doesn't fucking swallow cum, I am here to support you. Although I don't fully support it, I support it. We've got to support each other, but low key fucking swallow. Okay, continue. Have you ever had a guy be like, what? You're not going to swallow my cum? I let them know. Like, okay. they know. I usually. What do you say? Because girl, there's a lot of girls I think that would prefer not to swallow. Can you mm-hmm. give them advice? How do you go about it? I mean, it? usually most of the time I give head um, as like foreplay right. and then we get right to it. Right, I've so never done it to like i mean there have been a couple times where they like came in my mouth without warning and i kid you not i spit it onto his stomach and was like what the fuck was that sir sir you gotta warn me sir wait (laughs) i wasn't ready so so you it just it just gross you so it's the texture it's the texture of it that throws me off throws you off i'm like very big on textures like i can't do smoothies like if there's chunks in it like i don't want Oh, okay. So I could see that. It's like literally it's like a texture. gag reflex. Thing. Yeah, like I can't. It doesn't. It honestly, like I've never had like um, sperm that tasted bad. It's just right. like salty. It's just like not but your... it's it's just the fact that it's warm, and the texture of it. It just yeah. reminds me of boogers. Like it's like let me hawk a warm loogie into your <gasps> mouth and tell me how easy it is for you to swallow it. That's what I say to guys. Katie is going in. Like, <laughs> dude. Okay, wait. So when you go to spit it, like, where mm-hmm. are you spitting it? I just run to the bathroom. So you keep it in your mouth. Yeah, which I, is even I don't worse. even understand. That is worse. Yeah, then you're worse. marinating in the booger. Yeah, yeah. You just gotta run, run. quickly. And then, how are you able to just stop it from going right down your throat? You just no. oh, I oh, yeah, I pull just... back. <gasps> Once I taste that a little bit, I'm like, Ooh, and then oh. we just, just finish jacking it off. And I'm like, yeah, you thought you thought you were gonna. Well, 
get no, a yeah, sneak attack got, on yeah, me. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, I commend you for saying that you don't swallow. I think that's good. I think girls, listen, I personally. No shame in my game. No, no shame in the mm-hmm. game. Absolutely fucking not. That's why I love having people on to like hear about their different techniques. So there is clarification if any of you are wondering at the beginning of this episode when I was like, we have very different views on the world. I'm more so men where we allow the come to land. And by land, I mean, I love to put that to back my throat. I've told you guys before, cleaner white teeth. We love it. There's something in the hygiene. It really gets us going. Katie, however, she doesn't feel the same. And that's okay. Some of us like to get our protein in different ways. Okay. Okay. Here's a quick story from Katie about giving a blowjob. This is a good one. Here you go. Have have fun. You know, have you ever been drunk and you thought to yourself, like, I'm about to rock this fucker's world. I'm going to try something new. Oh, yes. (laughs) So I'm in the pool with a, you know, different guy. And I'm like, okay. Okay. I'm, I'm doing this. I'm going to suck his dick underwater. Think about, <laughs> think about that for a second. Really think about that logistically. Like, no, no. Yeah. You're it, like, this is going to be amazing. It's going to be so good. It wasn't until I completely submerged my head underwater oh. and shoved his dick in my mouth that I realized I had just fucked up. Oh, right. Literally. You're like, hold on. This is like logistically is not working. It's not working. So I come up. I'm like gasping for air, just coughing up, just loads of water. Like chlorine. He is hysterical. And he was like, I knew what you were trying to do. I knew what was going to happen. But. But I had to watch it. I had to watch it go down. And that's why I don't trust men. Right, that like, why, why didn't I don't he trust stop men. you? He's like, honestly, I'm very entertained right now. Mm-hmm. Let's see if this bitch can take the chlorine gulp and then yeah. take my dick right after it. No, I can't. And he do lets it. you do that. Mm-hmm. That's the thing about men is it is frustrating yeah. because they will never stop if it's about to be a good time oh, for them. Yeah. Even though he knew that you were about to literally go and gorge yourself in chlorine water. Yeah. Okay, so then you just stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. when did you get your nipples pierced oh right after my last breakup um it's like girls dye their hair you mm-hmm. got your nipples pierced. i got my nipples pierced. how did you decide to do that i would literally pass the fuck out no i had always wanted them for the longest time and then my roommate at the time she was like oh i want them too and i think she had just gone through a breakup as well so i was like oh let's go get them done and we held each other's hands here's the thing Here's the thing, because a lot of people ask me about this. When you get your nipples pierced, you have about a 50-50 chance of it increasing the sensitivity or taking away the sensitivity completely. In my case, I can no longer feel in my nipples. I have no sensitivity at all in my nipples. So I'm like... That's kind of sad, right? I mean, not really. They, I didn't really have feeling in them to begin with because I have inverted nipples. So when they're inverted, they actually tell you to get them pierced so they can pop out and you could feel more like, I guess... normal you right. know like there is no like normal, normal look for right. nipples wait this is but, good information though because mm-hmm. i've had women write in be like what do i do like i have inverted nipples like what's wrong yeah. with me i'm like nothing's there's fucking nothing wrong. wrong there's nothing wrong with you so you found that by piercing your nipples it like helps them it like forces them out i love the look of them oh. like i can't imagine my boobs without the nipple rings um and have guys loved it Oh yeah, I always feel bad. I'm like, don't even, don't even try sucking on it. I know it tastes like pennies, like it's, oh, a, right. it's like metal. Like I don't feel anything, but they're they're pretty to look at. Like they That's enjoy so them. True, because if you can't feel and he can like taste the yeah, yeah but like, like but it looks hot. It looks so good. So tell us about you were saying to me. So you've been in monogamous relationships. Yes. Talk to me about the other side of your life. So I was in a polyamorous relationship at one point, can you and that, mm-hmm. that so polyamory. Um, I don't even know. There's so many polygamy, yeah. I guess you could say. Um, basically, you're like openly dating right. more than one person. And it's it's kind of hard to explain. You kind of just do what's best for you. Right. There's like different definitions. So it can be like whatever you think a relationship is, you can be with that person. Okay. Um, but you're never going to get that title. Right. It's kind of like you're just doing the relationship thing without the title. And then 
you're doing it with multiple people. So can you kind of, that's interesting. So you're, you were dating him, mm-hmm. a man, mm-hmm. and then were you both also dating another person or you were both just dating other people? So I was dating this guy. He was the one who introduced polygamy to me at the time and I was trying to figure it out I was learning about it and I felt like it would be best for me in that time frame because I had just gotten out of a monogamous relationship and I didn't like it and I was like oh maybe I need to try this so I was willing to try it out okay that's good you're open to it how old Mm -hmm. were you I was I think 22 I was like junior or senior year of college and like how did he like bring it up to you like what does he say he we were on the phone and like things we had been like texting and like talking every once in a while he was like before we take this any further like how do you feel about monogamous relationships and I was like honestly I don't believe in them anymore and he was like well it's perfect because I'm actually like polygamous right and you're like is this a really weird way of you saying you just want to go fuck a bunch of bitches because like I just wanted you to be open because I could see some guys being like I love no but Mm -hmm. I feel like that's also like a higher level word that like not a lot of guys would introduce yeah and that's a thing like yeah so he wasn't like just like fucking other girls he was like dating other girls okay and so he was in like pretty like together relationships with them and then i was like introduced and here's where it started getting weird so i'm fascinated it's fun if you're also dating other people i was not at the time i was just seeing him and i was seeing him while he was seeing multiple girls now I was starting to meet the girls. So now I can put a face to them. Wait, when you say meet them, like, tell mm-hmm. me, like, what would be a scenario that you meet them? So we all went to the same school. Oh. And um, oh. he worked at one of the places on campus. And we would all, like, go visit him, obviously. And he'll be like, oh, that's, like, so-and-so. I mentioned you to her. And, like, we all knew about each other. So I was like, oh, hey, like, nice to meet you. And, right. of course, you're going to do the initial, like, comparison. Right. We all of looked course. alike. Of- which We all looked oh. alike, just different fonts. Oh, God. You're <laughs> which like, is, like, we funny. looks very similar. Oh, God. Yeah. And then here's where it, like, really just started going downhill. Okay. Um, it, it wasn't, like, me and him anymore. It was almost like he was trying to get, like, a sister-wife thing going oh, on, I fuck. felt like. Yeah, so I asked him for advice on something. And he was like, oh, you know, I don't know about that, but, like, you should ask her. She knows a lot about it. And it's like, no, no, no. I have a relationship with you. Yeah. I don't have a relationship with her. I don't want to, like, talk to – I'm coming right. to you directly. Yeah. So the lines started getting blurred. And then he would, like, tell me about their sex life, like, his sex life with her. And it's like, like I'm not jealous, say? but I'm a little uncomfortable. Um, I guess he would just say things like, oh, that's weird. That position didn't work for you. It worked for her. Like, she really likes that position. Maybe we should try it again. It's like, wow. I didn't want to know that. No. Like, I don't have an issue with you fucking another girl, like, literally an hour before I come over. But I just don't want to know about it. That's fascinating to me because... Without you hearing about them, mm-hmm. maybe that would technically be considered in back in the day, just like you're just dating multiple people, right? You're being open about like, I'm also seeing other people, right? But the fact that he was creating a relationship around normalizing talking about them to you and yeah. normalizing talking about their sex life, yeah, I could so see where that gets the lines are blurred, yeah. And then you also can't help if you're really liking this man. Mm-hmm. You can't help, but I wouldn't, even jealousy is not even the right word. It's like, you start to just wonder like, well, he's saying all these things to me, but he's saying them to her too. Right. And And then did that fuck with you? Oh yeah. And then you just think like, well, he didn't have sex with me tonight. Is it because he's having sex with her tomorrow or because like she's better? And like you started like, even though you're not jealous, but you start comparing. And that's where I knew like, maybe this isn't what I'm meant to do. So I had to like pull myself out of that situation. That's a good point, Katie, because I think that. 
at knowing myself, I do compare myself mm-hmm. and I know that's not healthy, but we all right. do it. And right. so if you now know what the girl looks like mm-hmm. and he now mentions their sex, right. when you're having sex with this guy, you inevitably are going to think, wow, I wonder, like, do I have to perform a little bit better because right. he's going to go fuck her tomorrow? And right. like, what if she's better than me? Right. Exactly. We're, can I ask you, like, so mm-hmm. do you, you just were all like just using condoms and like that's, was that? Or um, you, like, most of the time we, I got tested right before he got tested. Okay. Everyone got tested like it was safe right um so we knew like if there was anyone else like if they were dating other guys as well like those guys had to get tested so like there were sometimes we used condoms sometimes we wouldn't but i knew like i I felt like i yeah the the crazy thing is too is that you said you're like the issue is is that i wasn't dating anyone else right and it's interesting to know like maybe it would have worked better for you but you had just gotten out of a monogamous relationship Mm -hmm. and met this guy Mm -hmm. and it already in itself was like something crazy Mm -hmm. so it would have been interesting to see like have you met him at a different point in your life like right now you said you're fucking i like my thing is the reason why i stay away from relationships is because i do want a one-on-one like monogamous relationship but i always hate putting that title because i feel like someone better can come along and i want to be available if that person does so i never want to settle down with someone i'm like still waiting for that perfect person right to where i'm not even looking for like if someone better is coming you know okay well can i give you advice sure because hearing about your mr big situation Mm -hmm. i've had one of those Mm -hmm. and hearing you say that you don't want to settle and you're you're waiting for that person and Mm -hmm. you're like you that's why you don't want to get into a relationship Mm -hmm. i was the same exact way i Mm -hmm. was like i'm just keeping him around because he's toxic but it's good sex and like whatever yeah but i would say to you at some point if you start to be like i haven't really found that person i would i know it's easier said than done but a lot of times when you have that toxic person in your life that mr big in your life Mm -hmm. you don't even realize it but you're not even fully allowing yourself to be open to new healthy shit to come in that's what my therapist said oh you're in therapy yeah okay yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and i remember when i cut mine off Mm -hmm. i was like this is gonna be so lonely i loved our sex yeah and then all of a sudden i met an amazing person Mm -hmm. and i was like wait what the fuck yeah what if i hadn't cut that off and it's hard because it's, it's consistent and it's toxic and so you it's literally like you probably know I can't get hurt anymore from this person. He's already right. hurt me. So you're not even vulnerable. It's like he's a dick right. and he's got a great dick. So whatever. Exactly. But to find a new person, it's hard for you because it's like you still don't even realize how much energy you're putting into someone toxic. How the yeah. fuck are you going to find someone that's healthy? Yeah, exactly. That, yeah. I mean, my therapist. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> you're like my therapist. You're like, actually, my therapist said that. I'm like, OK, wow, that makes me feel she good. Said so we're the on the same right point. exact thing. Um, do you, Would you consider your sex life like do you like to... Like, are you dominant, submissive? Like, do you like to get wild? Like, how? what would you describe your sex life? Like, I would say I like, uh, I am a little, mm, I want to believe I'm dominant. Right. But I don't think I can do it. I do like making the first move a lot of the time. Okay, I love that. But I do like being controlled at the same time. I do like being hit a little bit. Um, If you slap me in my ass, I'm going to cry. If you slap me in the face. You like it? Oh. Have you, has it ever gone too far? I've had a night where I went too far and I like. Like, no, really? no, I don't think it's ever gone too far because I'm, you know, I hang out with little bitch boys. Right. You're kidding. like, hit me harder, harder. Some of them like, whoa, they just get I don't know. There's something about it. Like guys still don't know the difference between like aggressive right. and like, 
I guess just like going fast. Uh, like there's a, a there's point. a difference. Like you, aggressive doesn't mean you have to go like super duper fast. Like calm down. Like you Wait, can still be aggressive. I and, like, love that topic. That's a good men listening. That's a good point. It's like when you want to have a guy and like be super aggressive and get fucked like aggressive. Yeah. A lot of times if you're inexperienced men i feel like they like are like okay now it's like pound her and it's like no no you don't have to no, do that no you could go so slow yeah and still be being aggressive and like oh, choking yeah. me and like yeah. pushing me up against the wall mm-hmm. like that is hotter than like mm-hmm. we're going like ramp speed right or when they like grab your face and they're making out with you super quickly right. like i can't keep up and no. i'm like i i hate when people kiss me so quickly right. like as if like their mom's about to walk in we're like oh, rushing to do yeah, something yeah, yeah. calm let's like, slow let's it chill. down we're not going anywhere no. like you could still be aggressive but it doesn't have to be quick right or my favorite, have you ever had guys who are so aggressive and they're like rubbing you outside of your jeans and they're like, oh, yeah. Oh, you oh like my that? God. And I'm like, they're like, I don't oh, know. you're clay. And they're like, like the, you're denim, <laughs> the denim to clit ratio is genuinely hurting. You're me. in between my thigh and my left lip, right? love. Like, you're nowhere near my clit. <laughs> Whoa! And they're like, yeah, you like that? I'm like, I think you like it more than me, but I don't even get how you like it. You don't know how to tell them, so I'm like, "Mm, yeah, Yeah. oh yeah. They'll find it eventually. Dude, what do you think in the bedroom? Like, do you have any tips? Like, do you feel like you've got something that, like, maybe the daddy gang could use? Have you had any guys, like, look up at you and be like, whoa, I can't believe she just did that? Um, I know when I'm on top riding, one thing that's really helped me learn how to ride is you can balance a lot better if you place your palms on their um pecs so if you kind of like boost yourself up like that and then start like kind of bouncing on it i mean that's what i just that's my go-to i just like bounce on that dick that there she is there's katie (laughs) no i love that because i think i've always told i think when you're doing like when people are like how do i like get on top and like how do i feel comfortable i would say my biggest advice for getting on top is like finding stabilization right because the minute that you you have to be so comfy you have to be so like you need to know that when you go up and you come back down you're not gonna be cramping you're not gonna be like this is awkward like where am i and then putting your i agree i always put at least one hand on his chest yeah um and then that allows you to like have a lot of movement you can do a lot more i want to go back to you brought up red flags yes and I think that that's such a good topic that, mm-hmm. like, I haven't talked about a while on Call Her Daddy. Mm-hmm. And, like, is there anything, even if you, like, reference back to videos, like, are there any, like, go-to ones that you're like, ladies, yeah. listen to me. If yeah. this, 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 then you need to run. The ones where, I mean, the one that I hear almost all the time is, I really, really like you. I want to keep doing this. But I just, like, I'm not ready for a relationship yet. Yeah. Um, can we like wait can we give it a little bit of time like I don't see myself I just don't think I'm a relationship type of guy but I definitely want to keep doing this that's like the ultimate red flag it's so true it's so true because number one if he really liked you right he first he's not gonna be saying that to you a guy a guy is never not down for a relationship if he finds the right girl exactly so like if he's saying that to you ladies you just have to kind of know like he's not down right he likes fucking you yeah but he's not gonna and he wants to put it out there so that like if you aren't down he kind of doesn't give a fuck if you walk away yeah it's like oh i totally understand like oh i completely get it if you want a relationship sorry yeah he's like kind of saying like i don't really give a fuck if you leave but i'll mm-hmm. continue to fuck you if you stay yeah that awful so ladies i agree with you that's a good one katie it's like if if he's saying that to you mm-hmm. run yeah just leave unless it, you're I mean, down you're, to fuck 
But I feel like a lot of girls always are saying like they're gonna hope that they yeah. change their mind, and you're not gonna change yeah. his mind. It rarely, rarely happens. That's to a good. That's mind. a good point. Thank you so much. I know you came from Florida for this, and mm-hmm. I can't thank you enough. I think in person meeting you, you mm-hmm. were so right. I remember we were gonna do it over yeah. Zoom, and I was like, we have to meet, and it, it was meant to be. I'm yeah. so fucking happy that you came on, and I'm happy that the Daddy Gang's gonna get to hear your story. I no, you have. I don't think you understand everyone. Like out of everything that I've done in this past year, like. You guys, being on Caller Daddy, I feel like I've made it. Stop. Like, it was this that everyone knew. They were like, that's all you've wanted to do was Dude. to be on Caller Daddy specifically. And the fact that I'm here, you guys, d- manifest. You can do anything you put your mind I'm to. I have literally chills because I didn't know this story. So yeah. I'm, like, sitting here. I had no idea that you that, that this was something you wanted to do. I was like, hey, do you want to come up? Like, Daddy Gang, like, let's do something together. No, this that's was a, a goal from the very beginning. Katie. Yeah. Thank you so fucking much for coming on the show thank you for giving all the details about your sex life i can't wait for your family to hear <laughs> this is like daddy gang you have to realize i'm but daddy gang's always like i want to come on and i'm like did you tell your parents yeah. are they ready for this but you said they're fine yeah your, your oh they're so excited my mom Amazing. was like is it live can i watch it today oh and I was my like, god <laughs> no not today oh my god well i i thank you so much okay katie tell us where you, we can find you your social medias on instagram so tiktok everything tiktok youtube instagram Katie Florence, um, K-A-T-I-E, Florence, like the city in Italy. And then the council page is separate, but it's linked in my bio on my main Instagram, Katie Florence. So you can see it. You'll find it. But it's all Katie Katie Florence. Florence. Twitter, everything. Katie Florence. (sighs) Katie Florence. Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. can't wait to see where you are. And I can't wait to see where you and Mr. Big are in a year. He's going to be gone. You're moving to LA. You're getting away from him. Oh, once I'm in LA, it's done. You're gone. Okay, that's it. You Mm -hmm. move and you get rid of the toxic. We're done. We Mm -hmm. start new. Mm -hmm. Find a new toxic. Mm -hmm. Just not him. Exactly. Yeah. Boom. Hello? Oh, hello. Have you heard about that gal? <laughs> no. What, who is she? Oh, well, I heard she does this thing. And apparently, she pretends like she's in France. No, I've never heard it. What does she do? Well, I heard that she does something where she answers something. Well, she answers these things and they could do questions of the fucking week, baby. Questions of the week or some, baby. Oh, what fucking bug, baby. Oh, my God, what are they doing? Questions of the motherfucking week, baby. <laughs> Yeah, my abdomen is honestly torn. What the fuck was that gal just doing? Oh, bitch. It's called fucking questions of the week, motherfuckers. I'm fucking back, baby. I know it hurt a lot of your souls to just fucking hear that, but I am so fucking happy to be able to say I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Welcome to my fucking podcast, bitches. And guess what? We're back with fucking daddy gang questions of the motherfucking week. Let's get fucking into it okay hi our sexy single father oh sweetheart don't hype me the fuck up so i have been in a relationship with a 31 year old man i'm 22 by the way for about a year now 
I moved in with him in July when he bought a new house. I swore I was in love with him and we would be together forever. <laughs> Don't we all, sweetheart? Clearly, I'm stupid. Oh, well, at least you read. No, I'm just kidding. I love you. Fast forward to recently. He's miserable all the time and is becoming more controlling. I've been talking to someone who's my age, more adventurous, and just gets me a little bit better. But he lives almost five hours away in a state that I actually wanted to go to for college. Anyways, I have no idea what to do because I've done so much work to my current boyfriend's house and we have our lives entangled now like am i just obsessed with this new guy because he's new i need your straight up guidance thank you for being the best fart farter <laughs> thank you for being such a great farter <laughs> thank you for being the best father love a daddy gang member daddy motherfucking gang this one is a great way to fucking kick off questions of the week let me tell you something daddy it's not even about the new guy it doesn't get, I don't give a fuck if it works out. If it doesn't work out, we don't care. What does matter is what the new guy fucking symbolizes. And that just shows you how unhappy you are in this relationship with the 31 year old man. Fuck staying. Why? Because you invested fucking money in furniture and shit. Listen, I get sometimes financial shit fucking sucks. I remember Lauren was like so pressed because she was like, I spent so much fucking money going half seas on this amazing painting with my ex-boyfriend and she left it all behind and I was like Lauren think about this you're gonna stay because of painting (laughs) and I know it sounds like so stupid but we really put it like that's what you're saying like you're gonna stay because you invested in a house invest in your fucking life bitch don't fucking stay with this guy because you got like a nice clock watch thing you got from a fucking antique store nobody gives a fuck i understand finances are finances yes but your life is your fucking life so use the new guy as a symbolic statement of like you like the new guy you're obviously then not madly in love with this 31 year old and if you're saying he's so boring and he's this and he's this get the fuck out sister we've one fucking life we're not staying for that bullshit and by bullshit i mean clocks (laughs) no but you never ever ever stay in a relationship because of material things that you invested in you can find a way to maybe split them and if he's a dick and won't split them with you then you move on people stay maybe because of like kids you don't have those get out daddy i need help I need help out fucking a fuck boy. Bitch, you've come to the right fucking place. Basically, there's a boy that I'm friends with benefits with for almost a year now, on and off. We fuck with each other a lot, but neither of us wants a relationship and we're chill with seeing other people. Somehow, he always spins it that I want a relationship when I made it clear that I don't, which kills the mood for a while. How do I make it clear that I don't want a relationship with him? He's really dumb, so even directly telling him doesn't work. Okay, sweetheart, number one, if you are telling me the truth and you never bring up a relationship with him, then I would say he's fucking projecting and he low-key wants a relationship with you. So ding, 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 we have a goddamn winner. Sweetheart, you're in the fucking beep, beep driver's seat, as we like to call it here on motherfucking call her daddy. What I would say, though, is if he is constantly throwing this in your face, like, oh, well, you're the one that you want a relationship, blah, 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 I would look at him and say, say his name is Gerald. And actually it's not. Let's say his name is Tyler. Tyler, listen, I don't mean to be mean. I don't want to make you embarrassed and I don't want to be a dick, but like you are, you say that an awful lot for me, never bringing up relationship shit. I think you're projecting and like, listen, if you want to talk about it, we should, but I want to make it clear. Like I don't want a relationship. So if that's you in a roundabout way saying you want one, 
I'm saying clear. I don't want that shit. So like clean your shit up, get your shit together, get your feelings in check, write it in your fucking diary and like, let's fuck you down. Like take off your fucking pants. Basically calm the fuck out. Be like, bro, I don't know where you're getting this and like what world you're in. Cause like, I'm not down for a relationship. So shut the fuck up and fuck me. Sometimes I think, and I know it's mean to say, but I don't give a fuck. Cause you're saying he's a fuck boy. Sometimes you need to look a fuckboy directly in the eyes and you need to put him in his place and you need to embarrass the fucking shit out of him verbally. Between the two of you, obviously don't do it in front of his friends, but put him in a situation where he's like, oh, fuck. Because you know what? Sometimes they need that reality check. And what he's doing is he's trying to fuck with you by saying that. So shut it the fuck down. Fuckboys think they're so clever. It's like, no, you're transparent because you're maybe actually Tyler. Unfortunately, you're not a fuckboy and you're catching fucking feelings and that's okay. But let's just own it, Tyler. Stop being a little fucking lying bitch and trying to make me look like the fucking squirmy, wormy, mushy one. Hey, daddy. So I met this guy at a bar a couple months ago and we really hit it off. We ended up hanging out a couple days later, had sex and literally had the greatest night together. He has since continued to text me nearly every day, but rarely tries to hang out. He keeps saying he wants to hang out soon to and to text him if I'm free, but somehow this feels like an empty invitation and nothing ever comes of it. This whole situation feels weird because he keeps reaching out and I don't know why if there's clearly no end game on his end. Is he even interested in me? If not, then why the fuck does he keep texting? Looking for a friend, XOXO. Okay, girlfriend, I think this is one of the situations, personally for me, where I would be very straightforward. There's not a lot of times that like you need to just fully say exactly what you're thinking to a guy. But if I were you, this is what I would do. Say he texts you some shit like, hey, how's your day going? I would literally send back, I love to send the little like snooze emojis, like um, the one that it looks like the little emoji is sleeping, the guy's sleeping. I send back like two of those. And to me, I give it, I play it off. Like I'm like, this shit's boring. Like I'm, I'm fucking fading out. Like this is a, this is boring as fuck. And then you can follow it up and be like, we hanging soon or not. I didn't sign up for a pen pal. Like call him the fuck out on the carpet. Like, yo, this shit's whack. Like, why are we, what, what are we doing here? Let me guess. You're going to say what's up. I'm going to say good. We should hang out soon. And then we never fucking do you want to fucking go for it let's go but if not like why am I wasting my fucking time on a guy that like is literally just going to continue to jerk himself off in his fucking bedroom and like I'm not getting laid next daddy you got it literally I would send that text next time that guy texts you send the text and hope and dm me and I will try to fucking look for you and let me know what happens I bet he will be like come over Hi, Father. I'm a little bit in trouble. I went on seeking arrangements and I found a sugar daddy. He paid for a 30-minute phone call for $900 and then he sent the money on Venmo. A few days later, he said I took advantage of him and that he wants the money back or a lawsuit is coming my way. What do I do? I spent most of the money. Can I... Can I be getting sued? Sweetheart, you're not getting sued. We don't need to spend another minute on this. He's lying. He's trying to scare you. He is the one on seeking arrangements. He's the one that paid you for 30 minutes of your time. He's the one that willingly, no one forced him, willingly Venmoed you $900 for 30 minutes. That's kind of fucking amazing. That's on him. And so something happened in his fucking life where he's freaking the fuck out and he's trying to get that cash back. Sweetheart, go spend it. <laughs> you, that's, that's right. That's, you're so fucking on brand that you're like, 
but I already spent some of it. Like, what do I do? You no, know, you go spend the fucking rest, bitch. He's lying to you. There's no way he's going to fucking sue you for what? Oh, you want to talk to the judge about how you're on fucking seeking arrangement and you send me the fucking money over Venmo? Nope, not illegal. Go fuck yourself. When you're involved with multiple guys at once, how do you keep them straight? Have you ever accidentally called one by the other's name or brought up something that was discussed with the other guy? Sweetheart, this is the goal. <laughs> this is actually the fucking goal. I would encourage every single daddy gang member listening, if you're dating multiple men. It is very, very healthy and good and genuine to accidentally send them a text that was for a different guy or to, I don't know, accidentally call him by the wrong name when you're getting fucked by him. I'm not going to lie. It's fucked. But men are less emotional in those senses than women where he's not going to cry about it, but he's going to look at you differently. And if anything, he's going to fucking like you more. And I know it's fucked, but it's the fucking truth. So to dabble a little bit to let him know like, oh, bitch, you're not the only one. Oh, like, bitch, I am talking to other men, especially if you're openly saying like, yeah, we're just we're just dating around. Now, listen, if it's your fucking boyfriend, I don't know, like reel it in, like maybe once in a I don't know, once a year, throw in a little jealousy thing. But I would say if you're openly dating, the game is fucking open. It's a full fucking open playing field. You're able to fucking now don't overdo it because then it's gonna be like, yeah, we get it. Like you, you fuck. And like you've got men like shut the fuck up. But I think it's good. I've had it. But I think, again, do it in an organic way. If it happens and you accidentally text him something and he's like, what? Then fucking roll with it. Be like, oh, sorry, my bad. Don't try to cover it up. I think it's the best when you're like, oh, sorry, my bad. That wasn't for you. But don't start doing it on purpose. That's when it looks like fraud like and you just look stupid and it's like eh, it's kind of transparent. So just find your good balance. Do guys really stare at our buttholes in doggy? If so, how do I even get that close-up shaven up in my crack? They, <laughs> Daddy, I fucking love this question. I think it was with Lauren, like one drunken night, like years ago. Lauren and I were talking and she's like, so they really do stare at the asshole. We're like dying laughing. Listen, first of all, what he's really looking at is he's looking at your ass and he's kind of like got like a um like a buzz on, you know? He's got that dick buzz and looking at the asshole buzz. He is looking at his fucking dick going in and out of your pussy and he's loving the way his dick is sliding in and out and he loves that he's also staring at an ass. I promise you. Like I promise you. No man gives a fuck what your asshole looks like when he's fucking you doggy from behind with his fucking hands on your ass and his dick in your fucking pussy. I promise you. So any woman around the world, listen up. If that's a concern of yours, I don't want to do doggy because he's going to stare at my asshole. The asshole isn't the fucking focus. It's a nice little accessory, but it's not the focus and it's not going to prevent him from fucking you in the fucking pussy doggy. Okay. It's one of the favorites. It's one of the all time favorites. Let me, let me pose you this question. Have you ever heard a guy say, no, I just, I don't really like doggy because like I see her asshole. Crickets. <laughs> Literally fucking crickets. Said no man fucking ever. Daddy motherfucking gang. That is it for this week. It felt good, man. It felt fucking good to get a couple questions of the week out there. I am so excited because I'm going to be going home for Thanksgiving. I will give you guys an update. I don't believe there's going to be an episode next week for Thanksgiving. I'm going to be traveling back to the United States. I will be on a plane from Tuesday night into Wednesday. But if something changes, I will update you guys. I hope everyone has a happy Thanksgiving. Obviously, it fucking sucks with COVID and everything. Um, just be safe. I know people aren't really doing anything and families can't really get together. So, 
I hope everyone finds some type of way to be thankful. Um, Maybe, I don't know, that you're healthy and that we are daddy gang. That's always a good thing to be fucking thankful for. Um, I want to give you guys some updates. Here's the thing, daddy gang. There is going to be a ginormous, and when I say ginormous, I mean gi-fucking-normous, Black Friday sale. Wow. Well, what do you mean by that, Alex? When I tell you that an entire new tie-dye sweatsuit is coming out, sweatpants and a little cropped matching top, okay? Beanies? What? Beanies. Call her daddy fucking beanies. We have baby blue. We have purple. We have pink. We have gray. We have black. They're so fucking cute. I personally designed them because you guys know me. I love to wear beanies when my hair is fucking looking ratchet. Um, We have crop tees coming out, crop tanks coming out. We have another phone case coming out. We have sweatsuits coming out. It's all fucking happening on Black Friday and there is going to be a motherfucking sale. So, daddy gang make sure you guys put on your alerts or keep checking it's at the barstool website it's going to be at barstool.com you go to the call her daddy store and you will be in that bitch i'll make sure to post everything on my social media so you guys can stay up to the know it will be on call her daddy instagram it's just call her daddy and then obviously my personal instagram is just alexandra cooper i love you guys so much um i'm really excited for the month of december specifically because i have a lot of exciting not only guests coming up but also i'm moving to la and lauren and i have a little fun announcement coming soon of maybe something that we found all right daddy gang that is it for this fucking week you know the motherfucking drill i will see you motherfuckers next wednesday This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Want $0 delivery fees? Try DashPass by DoorDash. Daddy gang, I love being home. I love to be cozy, comfortable, laying on the couch. I can't tell you how many times I need something, but I am too lazy to get up and get out of the house. And sometimes I need food or groceries, you name it. Dash Pass gets it delivered right to my door and yours too. It is only $9.99 a month. So I think it's a really good deal, Daddy Gang. So get $0 delivery fees on eligible orders with Dash Pass and new members get a 30-day free trial. Terms apply. Sign up today.